So I, I know it's hard, but follow my lead. Okay. Or don't. Do I, whatever. I mean, <laughs> when when am I ever allowed not to? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. And joining me is Lucy Wack. Yay! Lucy Wack, you're back. I'm back. After two long weeks. I you, know, girl. I got busy you, on those nights specifically. You have decided to return to the show, and uh, well. you ran everyone else off. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome again. It's just <laughs> us. Do great things. <laughs> you know, Maxwell's now a slave to corporate retail and. Rachel gets white people disorders on a regular basis. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've never heard of someone ripping their cornea that wasn't a Caucasian. I'm sorry. Just like I don't know any uh, uh, people of color with peanut allergies. <laughs> I don't know any. We miss you, Rachel. <laughs> Notice I went quiet. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you know, girl, just keep your eyes closed when you're walking through places. Good Lord. Um, hi, Lucy. Hey, Tony. So you've been busy. Yeah, girl, working girl. I'm you a know, working girl. Girl. As much as I want to be disappointed in that, I can't be. I got to appreciate your hustle. Um, has anything cool happened to you in the two weeks that you've been gone? Like... Has your life changed in any way? Like, do you have anything that you'd like to tell people? I mean, I had a really great experience uh, in St. Louis doing the Wonderland show. It was this giant immersive environment that was created by Mimi Luque and Lola Vanella. And it was a curated art show. It was three different stories. There was like, uh, like sections when there was performances and then you just go around the space like at the front of the building they literally had a staircase to go down the rabbit hole and then you go through the gallery and you actually end up in a dungeon uh -huh. where they had a real kink scenes happening and it was like the queen of hearts sort of like dungeon area real kinks remind me where you were at you fucking pervert st louis yeah but doing what why were there kink scenes oh um why not <laughs> I was the dormouse, so I actually went into the kink scene, felt and like laid down and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of the dominatrix kitties woke me up and chased me out of the dungeon. Oh <laughs> like my... it was a fully like improv sort of space. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a tea party where I continuously fell asleep. Like that was basically my character. I mean, I'm the dormouse. Like I'd start a statement and then I'd just kind of fall asleep while standing there talking to people. Oh right, because he falls asleep. Yeah. Well done, Tony. You caught up. Yay. Look, uh, look I've been a grown-up for many years now, okay? I haven't I haven't uh, read Wonderland and Alice or whatever in a minute. Do you, do you hear the battle going beneath me? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Oh I just thought you were breathing really heavy. Oh, my God. It's like a stampede. Um, well, that's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun, Queen. 
It was a lot of fun. There was a whole lot going on upstairs. Like they built full on environments. It was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And then I've just been uh, working and doing shows and stuff since then. Good for you. Got to get that hustling. Are you streaming at all, girl? Are you watching Netflix at all? Well, yes. Uh, are you watching? I do. Uh, well, I know, but like, okay. So I, I think I should preface this with: I watch a lot of Netflix. I've been in a Netflix hole for a long time, and I have to talk about the new Lost in Space. Oh, I haven't watched that. Uh, you got are you're into sci-fi, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I'm not necessarily into sci-fi, but uh, I I remember the uh, original TV show from like the '60s or whatever. Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so this is a reboot that they're doing on Netflix, and Parker Posey is in it, mm-hmm. and she plays the Doctor Smith character. Um. And they really like play with this storyline, and she's kind of a bad guy. Parker <laughs> Posey, no. <laughs> I mean, she always like. I think maybe it's not a bad. I feel like she's just she always plays mentally off people. You know what I well, mean? I mean, she always she's like a Christopher Walken. Like she always kind of plays herself. I don't know if that's true because the thing is, is like. I mean, I think it's because, like, Parker Posey is so Parker Posey. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to, like, separate her from the character. It's kind of like a whoopee. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I, there's something about her in this role that makes me just kind of be like, I get a visceral reaction to her performance. Because okay. she plays this character so smarmy and so well and still, like, funny and... It's a really good series. I think that uh, I think that you should tune into it if you ever get a chance. Yeah, yeah, girl. I'll put it on my list. Uh, it's going to the- be right there with Wild Wild Country. Oh, my God. Have you not seen that one yet either? No. Yeah, no, oh. yeah, I know. I got to – Dahlia and I are going to marathon. And, like, we like seriously, our days are, like, the last, like, 20 minutes of the night where we sit down to eat something. And then, like, we'll start watching something and she falls asleep. And so yeah. we have to stop because we're watching it together. Oh, relationships are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Luke and I used to have that thing with our stories that we would videotape. Um, Because that's how old we are uh, before all my children and One Life to Live were recorded. Uh, And my best friend Luke and I lived together. We would uh, uh, VCR record it so we could watch them. And there's nothing worse than waiting on someone who was just too. And and he was like busy and would kind of like be shady about that too like oh well why do you have so much time on your hands that you can just watch stories <laughs> just, oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i'm like no, it's just i want to watch fucking stories uh, <laughs> oh it was such a simpler time but <laughs> having talked about that um it did just kind of dawn on me that i might be spending too much time in front of netflix because I've gone through like almost all the Netflix documentaries, which mm-hmm. are like series, you know, it's like multiple episodes per. And then you jump to Hulu. <laughs> you know, I don't watch Hulu all watch- that much. Yeah, there's stuff on there. Yeah, I watch the Bob's Burgers. I'm into the yeah. Bob's Burgers. I watch it on yep. there. Uh, but I, guess, I don't really know. I watched some Golden Girls. Oh, I want, no, that was Amazon. I was like, I watched all the Roseanne's. Girl, she's got to get out more. <laughs> There is just something that I'm like, girl, get out. Get out of your house. Um, yeah, she's 
take a little 10 minute walk. You live in sunny California, and that would justify sitting with your drapes closed in your apartment all day. <laughs> Because that's how I'm picturing you, you know. Like, you only venture out to get weed and maybe food. Uh, and, like, you just sit at home with everything in the dark and, like, watch and smoke. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like I mean, God, you know me so well. I just bought blackout curtains on the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty into them. They're pretty <laughs> nice. Uh, but I have to do something to combat the heat that comes in here uh, during the summer because it's fucking awful. Um, ancient Egyptians would actually get their curtains wet and use the the water to help cool the space. So you could start dampening your blackout curtain. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all thank Lucy Wack for that tidbit of information that we can now take with us in our journey to death. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> We've missed you, girl. Where's our where's our voice of reason and all knowledge that we don't need? So apparently Monet Exchange is that person now. I cannot wait to talk about that. Uh but let's talk I do wanna uh switch because like you have only been here for two episodes of Drag Race. Yes. And I feel a lot has happened since there. So let's let's yes. before I don't want to talk about this episode yet, Lucy, so shut your mouth about it. I'll but, only drop in the middle of what you're talking about. But, but what I do want to talk about is how strong this season is. Mm. Don't you think that... Okay, so I think, like, the producers are working these girls. I think they're... I think the challenges are hard... Like, I keep trying to put a three, myself... A three-look challenge in episode, what, four? We're on, like, episode, like, four or five? Yeah, girl. Like, we say it was episode four, so we still have, uh, like, ten girls left. I was a busy... Yeah, so um, I, I just think, like, they're, they're really pulling out all the stops and making it an entertaining season, and it's getting to a point where, like, I don't know who's going to go home. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the same way? Um, I think I think the earlier episodes there were definitely ones that I was like she's not gonna last she's not gonna last she's not gonna last and um, oh, so this last episode this last episode was the one that that, that stumped yeah, you yeah now I feel like we're at a point where okay all the like dead weight has been cut off and now it's like gonna be a real competition I did not think Vanjie was gonna go home I did not think Vanjie was going to go home. I did I, not think she was going to last that long. I mean, I knew after Vanjie went home that uh, Calorie would have been the next one. I knew that, yeah. that just made sense. But to me, the order would have been Calorie, Dusty mm -hmm. Ray Bottoms, mm -hmm. and then maybe Vanjie. But, I mean, who, who am I? Um, well, my thinking is... I would just watch their performance or however they act or whatever they feel like their look is and stuff like that and just think to myself, you're not going to last long. It doesn't really matter what order they leave. <laughs> what does it start mattering to you, Lucy? Um, Probably about halfway through. Like, uh, so seven? Yeah. Like after the seventh person goes home when you're near your top six? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, but the thing is, it's like, if you think about this, we're only four episodes in. And mm -hmm. if the challenges have been that extreme, mm -hmm. 
we're in for it. Well, they're in for it. Those poor queens. I find myself oh. feeling bad for the queens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I never feel bad for the queens, Lucy. I will say I am definitely very entertained this season like the goal is entertainment and they have my attention exactly but a lot of it is what i'm seeing in untucked oh my god and they have pulled out i mean see the thing is is not to be specific but we can absolutely just blanket cover the fact that vixen is in control of untucked like (laughs) like the question is who is she going to fight with next so (laughs) I feel like this one, though, was definitely picked by someone else. Yeah, like, and we'll talk about that. But yeah. I mean, actually, most of them are being picked yeah. by other people. I like, mean, I think Aquaria brought that on herself, I, you know? Listen, listen, contrary to what the internet wants you to believe, uh, Vixen is, in fact, not picking any of these fights. Like, right. Like, <laughs> Vixen is literally uh, trying to play a game. And, and when she said, look, I'm here to fight for the crown, but... Mm-hmm. If you all get in my way, I'm going to fight you too. Like, I mean, so, so I just, here's the thing. I feel like, I feel like what it is, is Vixen was very open about who she is and what she does. Mm -hmm. And in, and, and, and true white people fashion, they're each checking to see if that applies to them. Like oh each, yeah, as because you know all the black girls are over here being like, uh huh. Oh, she said it. I'm not. <laughs> like it's simple. They're like, it's listen, simple. we have cousins like her. We're not trying to mess with Vixen. But <laughs> 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 like she came. She said it, and everyone took her quite seriously, except the girls. Except who for clearly all, didn't the white girls who were like, wait a minute, but you don't mean me right? <laughs> well, no, me, or right. just the white girls that are like, don't poke the bear. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's it's all that don't touch this red button, don't touch this red button push. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like yeah, I want to put them I want to put so far just those two queens in a room with a big red button and it says don't push. <laughs> but there'd be really bad consequences if you do. No, Wouldn't I'm it kidding. It'd be great to have a giant loud siren that went off also <laughs> just to like go off and say don't push. Yeah. <laughs> Before they even get near it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, listen, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll actually uh, dive into the uh, episode, uh, episode four of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 10. We'll be right back. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Con, the most magical time of the year. Fluorescent lighting, poor cell phone reception, and all your favorite drag superstars. If you want to look your best while waiting in line for hours to see Shea Coulee, get yourself some Nails by Mossy Makeup. Put in your order for DragCon by April 15th and come visit her at the Tony Soto Show booth this May. Catch her on Instagram at mossy.makeup. All right, hey everybody, we are back, and it's just me and Lucy Wack today, um, and it feels so good. All right, so, so, good. Le- so um, good. let's uh, let's just uh, uh, start by uh, talking about episode four and the way it started. I'm so tired of hearing about this bus. 
This bus, like, wait, <laughs> this bus <laughs> that Monique was thrown under so savagely. Oh, oh, that bus. Girl, we hear more about that. We hear as much about that bus as we do about how she should have been in the top this time. No, Queen, not She's you. She's getting I, mad. A, you should have never been in the top. And B, you ain't been thrown under no bus. Um, This is, go ahead. I felt like her Queen of Hearts look was cute enough to be in the top. It was great. It was great, but that Cookie Monster fucking bullshit was not, girl. I don't care oh, what. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. No. You weren't here for that. Rachel fucking gagged for it. Rachel was like, no. oh, yes, she did. She gagged. No. She... Yeah. Okay, one, Manila Luzon did a Cookie Monster look years ago, and it was adorable. Mm -hmm. And two, what, like, I. I hate to agree with Padme because I fucking hate her from, from the uh, chef series that I would watch but like seriously she was completely right when there was from the cookie monster to the, the face like hands over face thing there was no connection to that change Absolutely there was not. no story there was no narrative like I was taken from somewhere to nowhere because the googly eyes still looked weird they, they looked weird after the blue was taken off well, what the fuck was the connection well where the fuck have you been for the last couple weeks girl you could have been on this show defending me well um, i could have called in for you girl you could have like done an emergency <laughs> call <laughs> so i mean i don't know and so so this is the thing this was a situation where eureka was starting shit for no fucking reason which will uh is foreshadowing if you're all paying attention because here's what happened asia was asked uh, uh, who was she supposed to report to that she was unhappy? And she said, Monique, because Monique was the team leader. So that would be who she would have needed to talk to. So I think that these girls need to understand what throwing under a bus means. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was, um, not a big thing that was blown out of proportions, you know? Oh, but she wanted to blow it out of proportion. Monique, I, yeah. oh, oh, you mean the situation wasn't blown out of right. proportion. Right, right. Like, it does sound like Mayhem was like, this was the situation. She was a team leader, and I didn't want to, like, you know, rock the boat. She said, I want to be a team player. And look, I'm the one who took the lumps for it. Like, you got, you didn't get thrown under no bus. You ain't bruised, bitch. She's the one who well, got the bad critique. And my thing is, is that, like, you're safe, girl. Who cares what they say? Oh, my God. Thank you. Um. So, like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like, and like, and I, I just know it's like something that she built up in her mind, like before all it, of this. It was her Nina, you know? Nina Brown moment. Her Nina, like, Bonina it's Brown. It's like she was moment. lying in bed the night before and like falling asleep, and then like her eyes like popped open, like oh, they're gonna throw me under the bus if any of them are on the bottom, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and then she was up for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, uh, I heard someone say something. Who, girl? I don't know. Shut up, Nina Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, girl so uh can we talk about real quick about how um rupaul looked very ill uh i could hear it in her voice she it sounded had, like she had a really bad cold she had a more tinted frame to hide the puffiness under the eyes i mean look this is no shade i just hope she feels better because god knows that's why she wore the mask everyone was like why'd she look like that and i was like because she looked like that in the workroom that's not cute have you noticed that there's like a little blur spot over her wig line and like is that true 
it's not in faraway shots. I was I was studying it. It's not in the faraway shots, but any up close shot of RuPaul, it looks like there's a little blur, like a little Gaussian blur spot right over her forehead. Good for Take her. Take a look. Get it. Take a look. Get it. Use that money <laughs> for good, bitch. That's what I say. But I thought the mask was really cool. It just seemed like. She was like, I don't feel like getting in the face today. That's ex- Yeah, that's exactly. She's like, look, I just had to do the workroom looking like a puffy ass bitch. Um, the mini channel. Oh, wait, can we just say how great it was to see Sean Morales again? Hi, Sean. Uh, he came in with the Postmates. Oh, he was yeah. The ori- he's the original pit crew. I, yeah. I actually went up to him and I was like, um, how come I didn't know that you were on that? And he's like, because I didn't tell you. I was like, I know a lot about this show and that was a secret. Like, <laughs> you not coming, are you coming on was a secret? Fuck you. Um, what do you think of the mini challenge, the photo bomb, the celebrity photo bomb? I didn't, I didn't. I, like I thought there were some that were so fucking hilarious and like the one that won I was just like really I think Monique was kind of funny <laughs> I mean she went I thought, I thought Monique's was funny also she went stupid right out the gate by like showing her crotch but I was like okay that's funny uh, so that would have been a situation where I would have been like Monique should have probably won because <laughs> she's supposed to most stand out if you ask me like I, I agree with you as much as I love Aquaria um, I uh uh, I don't I'm not sure why she won um, and by in love with Aquaria I'm like because if I'm ever rich I would be her sugar daddy you know what I mean like that little twink is cute to me uh, <laughs> I'm sure her drag is fine but no one's looking at that uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were such a sucker for the little bitchy ones oh I love the little fucking high femme bitchy ones you know the ones that'll tell me that I'm not doing well enough for them let me know <laughs> Well, start doing well enough for yourself before you start worrying about not doing well enough for another girl. <laughs> girl, that's why I don't have pets, okay? Let alone boyfriends, please. <laughs> I'm not sure where my next meal's coming from. Um, so let's break down. So Aquaria won. Mm-hmm. Monique is mad about that. I didn't care because I didn't think it was that strong of a of a mini challenge. I just love that they're giving us quick drag every week. That's yeah. It. That's it. Like, I don't care what you make them do. Just make them look like men with makeup on when they do it. That's all. <laughs> I want to see beards poking out. I want to see. Double. <laughs> I want to see man brows. I want to see all that shit. Just and trying to look pretty. Except for Aquaria always looks pretty. She, yeah. she just does. She's uh, and she's, she's a, a pretty Ru- boy. And she's a RuPaul favorite. Um, OK, so uh, we'll talk about the maxi challenge, which we're discussing is a ball. It's the last ball on earth, and it's three looks. Um, and the looks are Alaskan winter realness, Miami summer realness, and Martian eleganza extravaganza. That was a lot. Oh, girl. Too much. And it's, it, I mean, like, the thing is, is, like, uh, this was a lot of watching people struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people str- struggling. <laughs> like, and it was almost yep. overload, girl, don't you think? It was a lot. Like, I just try to think about how much that was in terms of shooting that day. Like, yeah. think about it. They had all different hair and makeup for each of those looks, which means do- that they shot all of that, went, took it all off, 
put it all on again, shot it again, took it all off, Girl. put it all on again, shot it again. That's exactly. And then got to the judgments. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought because I was like, um, after like in between the first and the second look, when uh, when Monique came out, um, that's when I noticed. I was like, oh, she did. Or uh, Monet, she <laughs> came out, and I was like, oh, her face is completely different. Yeah. That, that, and so that's where I also wonder maybe RuPaul just went with the mask so that we didn't have that first like six hours of RuPaul getting into makeup before anything. Yeah. Plus, she looked very sick. Like, she, <laughs> she, she sounded sick. Like, what a trooper. Yeah. Like, it definitely looked <laughs> you know? like she, I mean, she didn't have her usual oomph. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, but you know, you, you got to work, girl. Got to eat. Um, mm -hmm. let's talk about some, uh, main conversation piece. We got a lot of workroom, which I love too. Like, mm -hmm. I like to get, I like those scenes where we see them talking and interacting. Do you watch like the little snippets on VH1? No. On VH1, uh, you can go and they have like extra behind the scenes stuff, which, uh, oh. yeah. Do they do that also of the untucked conversations? I don't really know. I haven't seen any with the untucked conversations, but I, but there's. See, that's the one I'm really interested in because like apparently after not this most recent episode, but the one before that when Aquaria and like Vixen had the giant like bout, um, Cracker posted like she really wished that that entire conversation could have been like posted because it was like a two hour conversation that actually came to a resolution and i really wish i could have seen like wow. so much more of that of that whole thing because like if you actually watch it in the editing like they're in different seated positions at different points and like aquaria looks like she's like her in a different changes. place mentally, yeah. her demeanor you know? changes right 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 i've noticed right, i noticed right. that it too that's fascinating because the thing is, is like i've to be an editor, to be a story designer on that show and to be like, okay, well, I'm going to throw away like, what they choose to throw away bl blows me away. Well, uh, and, you know, an editor might leave a lot of it. And then it's the producer that comes in and is like, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this, shorten this, shorten this, tighten it, tighten it, tighten it. Yeah. I mean, so we it's only really have the producer who decides what is focused on. Well, uh, I love uh, we got to see um, Asia playing the role of mother to everybody. But but the whole time it was happening, girl, in my head, as soon as they did like a quick shot of what she was doing with the balls on the head, and then she mm -hmm. like had that swimmer cap on, mm -hmm. I was like, you're not paying attention to your work, girl. <laughs> girl, no. But you know, is that is that kind of out of the box um, thinking that like got her her win with her like Tweety Bird look, which was also kind of like whoa. But she pulled it off. I know, you know? but you don't want to go from a high high to a low low, girl, and that's why it happened because <laughs> she was too busy being Blartha. Um, Rue gets to know the queens. This was a fun. This was a fun section because like. I don't think she's done this in a minute, right? I don't. I feel like, like actually talk to them. Like go up and and get to know them, talk about them. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I'm more than likely wrong. Um, but uh, this is this was what was interesting because here's where we find out. Like I think that RuPaul has kind of a crush on Aquaria. I think that she is really into her. She's mm. like I've known of you since before you were 21. They talk about the underage thing and mm. how New York. They did some things so she could get into these clubs. Do you think these clubs are mad now? Because the thing is, is like I mean, she they don't say the club. Well, she didn't mention the club, but I'm, it's not hard to Instagram where she's been, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, do you? I think this feel was... like if you find a hole in the system and you make it work for you, then kudos. <laughs> but you know, 
Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. No, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me kind of thing. So it's kind of like the club's responsibility to figure that shit out. I mean, you're right. I mean, they caught him. She, but I, I'm not sure if I would have wanted to make it a storyline because you knew you were doing wrong. You know what I mean? Um, either way, it was it was good TV, and my my jaw kind of dropped because I oh I was like I wonder if any of the clubs are kind of like hey girl <laughs> you didn't need to <laughs> but I mean, do you every, think they're gonna stop booking her now? Well, I mean everyone knew anyway. Everyone's known that she's been doing drag underage. It's not, it was like the worst kept secret in history. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I, I guess I guess it doesn't mean shit because it didn't mean shit for fucking four years before she was twenty one or whatever. Um, let's see. Oh, this is where we find a little bit about Vixen's reputation in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you feel about that being from Chicago? I, I feel no, go ahead. Tell me what you tell me what you think about thought about getting to know Vixen. I mean, it's it's so funny to see um who who she was before this, who she is on this, who she is right now, and to know Tony. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. like I'm I feel like I know like four different versions of this person <laughs> and uh, not all of them are as well as they could be, you know, like. But um, I think Vixen is an amazing person yeah. and I am very much enjoying what she's bringing to this show and the points she's making. Um, but I'm scared for her in how she's going about it in what way um you know i feel like as i'm watching this and as i know vixen she is as she says very much about political work and her statements and her points of view are incredibly well put together composed she's very she's she knows what she's talking about and i agree with everything she has like says 100 percent uh-huh I am scared for her because and this is the same issue they were having with her in Untucked is that she's at a 10 all the time uh-huh. and she's not going to stop being a 10. That's her choice. But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter how right you are if what you're saying is done in a way that puts people off. Well, you and I disagree on that. I, I, I think that um, Vixen has given fair warning on who she is so she she has not been secret about the fact that she's being a 10 every situation that she has been in that resulted in her being a 10 is her defending herself or standing up for herself so when you're defending yourself and people already know that when you defend yourself you attend you uh defend yourself assertively she ain't doing nothing wrong she's just being the vixen it's these other girls who aren't taking, like, aren't really understanding. You know what I mean? No, no, no uh, yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh-huh. Like, again, I'm not saying she's doing anything wrong. But if she's going to be a queen who works towards progress, progress needs both demonstration and mediation. Are you following her- Twitter where she's talking about tone shaming and how um, because her aggress, because uh, she... Uh, reacts like that like to tell her to calm down is is tone shaming have you i'm not i'm not telling her to calm down i'm just i'm i guess i'm just confused with with what you're saying what i'm saying is that as like 
you're not going to bring people to your movement if you push them away. Oh, I don't think she's doing that. I don't think she's pushing people away. I Because, th- I mean, I think that what you were saying, if there was really that, uh, you know, two-hour thing... Right. Then there wasn't. There had a, to have been something. Then there was a resolution. So the thing is, it's like she doesn't... It, it, it's not like she... like. Vixen is an activist. She she speaks out to change minds. She's not one of these punch punch run away. So but that's just it. No, I'm not saying she's a punch punch run away. But like, if you're out there to change minds, it's gonna be hard to rally people to your cause if you are abrasive. I don't know if I agree with that. To them, I I don't know if I agree with if that. If someone was in your face, Tony. You, it wouldn't matter what they were saying. I mean, I spend my time yelling on a regular basis about my opinion and, and, and how I feel about things. So it's like, look, um, it, it's going to reach the people that it's going to reach. And, and that's all that you can do. Like, I'm not trying to, uh, to uh, convince everybody in the world. I'm like, the people who hear me and understand my message, and I think this isn't the same with the Vixen, then they're going to they're gonna go and follow her side you know what i mean i don't know i don't know she's listen she's got us talking she's got us talking she's controversial character she's good tv (laughs) i'm just scared for her that's all um again i stand on the side of of vixen and i see her platform and i completely applaud it i worry about how she is presenting herself I, I just, well, we disagree. I, I not, and I think that, I think that, yeah, we, we disagree. Um, let's right. move on. Uh, pussycat wig. Um, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that, uh, Monet had only ever worn pussycat wigs, but I guess I went back and rewatched them. I was like, oh no, that's NeNe Leaks every episode. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. So... <clears throat> Did you were you interested in the Aquarius sugar daddy story or did you feel like it really had no place there? It came out of nowhere for me. I mean, I feel like a sugar daddy is pretty prevalent in in today as well, especially in the gay scene. So it's kind of like no but surprise cracker there. bringing it up out of nowhere, being like, hey, girl, I sure heard that. Like, it was obviously a manipulated storyline. <laughs> There's a lot that happens in the show that clearly the queens were told by the producers to bring it up. Yeah. Like, didn't didn't Hallery come back and she was like, so I heard you guys, uh, you know, had some creative something or something to say. And then, like, also, like, I think Eureka comes back and she's like, so what did I miss? Well, like, girl, well, girl they brought up Calorie's 340-pound storyline after Dusty was talking about the stupid dots on her face. So... <laughs> It, I mean, it, it's it, there have been moments of reaching that I have been aware of, um, but I love how Cracker was like, "Look, that's not my shush. I would love a sugar daddy." <laughs> yeah, man, I love Cracker. Cracker's <laughs> good. Cracker is good. She is entertaining to watch. She's very funny. She's matter of fact. I, I'm enjoying watching her as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, okay. We have to talk about the teachable moment. Which okay, one? so let me tell you where I was. The Monet teachable moment. Um, where uh, she talks about the accents. Because I was watching this show at Akbar because they do the, a five o'clock showing, which is the Eastern time. So we're there watching it, right? And all of a sudden they start talking about the accents. And she's like, you know, actually, they didn't get those accents until after. 
It was like it was like this girl obviously is poorly educated and doesn't know what she's talking about about accents, and it's just a shame that they're making this a storyline. And then I Google it because <laughs> I'm like I I want to know. She was right, y'all. She yeah. was right. Monique. And I loved how everyone was super offended about the vixen. And I'm like, but no one's talking about the fact that you learned something. You, This is America. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is America. It was interesting. The research that I did, there was like, there was a good, even though there's no like, you know, obvious proof, they were saying there's a good chance that everyone talked like they were from the South. They, I read this whole like, a uh, paper on how y'all's been around for a long time. <laughs> so apparently uh, everyone in England sounded like everyone in Alabama. And t and then they went back and then I guess the poor people adapted a way of talking. And so the richer people adapted a different way of talking so they could sound better than the poor people. You know. But they did that. They did that like centuries ago when the when the Danish took over um, Britannia and the Danish kings couldn't say words like schedule. So they said schedule. <laughs> and then everyone in the court started saying schedule. Because it and sounded how, like, fancy. Schedule became a word. <laughs> It was so cool to get that. To, to, I learned something. It was really interesting. So uh, we should give uh, Monet a little more of a shout out. Um, so let's go to the runway, girl. How'd you feel about the uh, the ball? Oh, I love Cracker. I don't think she had to show her little butt there at the end, though, of the first <laughs> one, girl. Okay. I was like, hey, I thought all listen. her looks were strong, and I think uh, she did a really great job. I know, uh, but as a shallow homosexual, I'm like, you don't got the butt to do that, girl, so you just keep that hair on it. Um, body shaming. Well done, Tony. <laughs> well, I guess we're all being shamey today, aren't we, Lucy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I loved uh, 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 Mayhem's winter look. Yeah. I thought she was thinking, and I have to say, I love fucking Eureka's winter look. Mm -hmm. Like, the she, Eureka knows how to sew for her body. Mm -hmm. She knows how to make her silhouette look really good. Mm -hmm. But she pissed me off and untalked. Like, <laughs> 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 well, girl, uh, you should have been watching the episode before untucked, so she should, probably shouldn't have made you mad yet, girl. Um, let me see. Who else? Oh, God. Dusty Ray Bottoms serving her Lauren Jacobs realness. I just could not. What? Go on. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, you looked at me all weird. Um, <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So the tops and the bottoms were Monet, Cameron, Aquaria, Dusty, um, Asia, and Cracker. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of Cameron just breezing by. Yeah, yeah, she'll. I mean, like an acting challenge, some sort of challenge is going to come along that she's just not going to deliver on. She's one of the ones that I was like, ah, oh, you're not going to. Well, I just want them to do a talking challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know what, girl? I just want you to sit down and talk to us. <laughs> just tell us the fucking story. <laughs> like and, when they do the, the weather show or like the news show challenges. Oh, like one of those. Well, the next episode, they're doing a talk show. So maybe oh. this will be where she fucking, uh, you yeah. know, loses it. Um, Monet, Monet was super uh, unaware that she was in the bottom. And I think that that's really kind of bizarre. <laughs> like that red outfit alone was like, I mean, when it came out, I was like, yeah, like I, I wish she'd gotten some, like, 
photo references to look at of people who have been in like you know fires or any kind of charred experiences so she could really have like a better visual of what that was supposed to look like because the smudges all over the red I was just like I don't Oh. She went the furthest with me about like continuity when she wore the fucking mask at least. Like I wanted a smart queen. I wanted a queen to like um do something where like they still have to keep all their skin covered every time even in the Alaskan realness because the UVs are so bad. You know, like give me kind of story, Tony. You got a, a whole narrative right there a, with your looks. Give me a backstory, girl. I'm like ain't no one wearing bikinis in fucking uh Miami if it, I don't know. Anyway, well, um, wasn't Alaska the one where it was too hot yeah, and was Miami hot. was when it was too cold? But see, it would be weird if Alaska was too hot. So you would want to keep your skin covered. I'm sorry, it's the end of days, guys. Google it. They didn't have accents. It's going to be hot everywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm having a good time. Uh, let's see. Uh, Asia, take care of yourself. Oh, this is where uh, where RuPaul basically said that she loved Aquaria. When, she, when Aquaria complimented her look, and then she was like, that means something coming from the look queen. Mm-hmm. That's got to mean something if RuPaul's going to look at a 21-year-old boy and be like, you the look queen, girl. You don't like that? Asia. You're not a, fa are you, oh, you're not a fan like of Aquaria. Aquaria. I like Asia. Aquaria. You're not a fan yeah. of Aquaria. No, she's a dumbass. Oh, oh, why? Why? I mean, like the interview where she was like, I don't feel like my star is shining and I need to show my star. Like she's... And like and like some of the things she says in her fucking like when she was like talking to RuPaul like oh I can deliver a line and then like how many times did she have to redo it like it was just like she never oh. got it again girl she's a one take queen and no. that's it no <laughs> hope you're rolling when she said she was like Gandhi or whatever I know she's a dumb kid she's a dumb kid so cute uh let's see well listen Aquario ended up winning I thought mm -hmm. I thought that it was deserved. She looks good. Yeah. I'll get that. Her, yeah, I thought that she, I thought that all of her uh, runway looks were. Um, I mean, her, her uh, extravaganza look was a little Valentina to me. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. just a bit right yeah. there. But I think that Aquarius' body's better. Um, let's see. They're both little boys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we uh, we have Monet and Dusty in the bottom, and they had to do Nicki Minaj, which they wanted Dusty gone. Like, they, yeah. but yeah. Dusty held on. Like she did good. Ish. You know, it was it was very funny to see the contrast in performances um, uh, between Dusty Ray Bottoms and Monet. Mm -hmm. Um, but Monet is just a spectacular performer, and she knew how to cater. That's she knew, what's she, gonna save her. She knew she, how to crowd work. She's clearly not, you know, a crafty like kind of queen yeah. as far as like construction and like putting together a uh, narrative with her looks right. for Tony. <laughs> but um, I think that it's her her charisma and her persona and just herself as the person and the amazing performer she is that makes her like one like someone I desperately want to do well in this competition. Yeah. So yeah, well, and, and listen, I think that's what she's gonna like. That's what's gonna help her keep like stick around. People still talking about her fucking sponge look, girl. Four mm -hmm. episodes in, that mm -hmm. and Vanjie. But she keeps bringing out the little sponges. Like I'm loving that like continuation. Vanjie, 
Bye, Dusty. Dusty. Bye, Dusty. Dusty's gone. Dusty was like, I'm surprised I was going to go off first. I was like, girl, I had you clocked for a second. I had you clocked for a second. <laughs> um, all right, guys. In the last five minutes of this segment, let's talk. Oh, you stretching it out, girl? We're yeah, talking, I'm ready. ready we're girl. talking ready. about Untucked Queen. Talking about Untucked. Mm. And really, the only interesting storyline that came out of Untucked uh the the fight between the vixen and eureka would you yep. like to start you know what eureka started it <laughs> you know it's like yes. yet again like someone else came for vixen and it's like what were you expecting mm-hmm. and and okay fine you were you know you were experiencing these undertones from the vixen that you you know thought were really negative that you weren't liking but it's like she was actually <laughs> like withholding and trying to be a professional and not saying anything which i'm like okay vixen good for you you know, you know um not to bring up rachel all the time but uh we were talking our last couple weeks and she does not think that eureka is annoying Again. <laughs> right like and, and this was a this was a situation where and how quickly the internet uh forgets and how vile the fan base of this fucking franchise is how vile they all are on the internet and racist and just evil when it comes to this kind of shit uh there's a lot of backlash needless to say um and <clears throat> it started with Eureka coming for Monique's coat. When Eureka and then was like a backhanded compliment to Vixen in the middle of it. Because it was like because it was like Vixen's like, Oh, I love that coat. And she's like, Yeah, but you're crafty, you get it. And Monique was like, What? And Vixen well, was like both. Vixen was like, Oh yeah, girl, I'm with you. What? <laughs> and they're like and Vixen's like, I don't think it has anything to do with being crafty. And Monique is like yeah and then vixen's like hey i think that uh now that i'm safe i'm not getting critiques so this is weird and then all you know what i'm saying and then all of a sudden eureka is like i'm tired of hearing your voice i want to smoke a cigarette that was a really great recap tony thank you girl that was was like verbatim i I watched it a lot girl (laughs) i watched it a lot because i wanted rachel to be here so i could be like eureka's fucking annoying um (laughs) Because. And like I felt bad for Mayhem because like then it was like let's go have a cigarette and it was like well now I have to and now she's gonna talk to me about all of this and I really don't. <laughs> Dude, Mayhem was gagging over it. Please, that <laughs> was drag queen gold. I was that was like that's drag queen catnip, y'all. Like you knew, I you know Mayhem was just over there. Tell me everything, Eureka. <laughs> Tell me everything. Who do you hate, bitch? Who really? do you hate? Because <laughs> I and and me too. I was just like, and and then and Eureka, do not try to convince us uh, that you are smart enough to know think that you are testing Vixen. Well. <laughs> One, convenient that you started thinking of saying that later in the argument. And two, why? Like, what a <clears throat> stupid thing to do, say, think, cover up. Like, the whole thing, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, she she obviously had. Listen, we all didn't like you on season nine. Everyone didn't like, like you on, like her on season nine. Girl, as, I thought, well, as a person, I don't really care, but like her looks and everything, I thought she was serving it. Outstanding performer. She mm-hmm. fucking really. She hustled. She did three more challenges on a broken knee. I've given her props for that, and I'm and and I'll I will till forever. But she was an annoying fucking bitch. She was annoying. She over talked. She got and so the thing is, is like that's what Vixen met. You are the same girl I hated on season nine. Yep. <laughs> yes, bitch. She is. Anyway, this has been fun. I had a good time uh, wrapping yeah, up. Good job, babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you too, kid. We'll see what this sounds like after we all edit it. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, it's just me and Wack doing the listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Sure, your face is fish, but are your fingers? Fish your fingers with Custom Nails by Mossy Makeup. Custom Nails by Mossy Makeup. Find me on Instagram at mossy.makeup to place your order. And we are back with the show. And uh, hey, listeners, we do these questions every week. So if you would like to hear your questions, concerns, or comments read on this uh, long show, then uh, send them to the Tony Soto Show at gmail.com. Subject line, listener questions. And if you want to remain anonymous, all you have to do is say, hey, Tony, keep me anonymous. Uh, all right, Lucy, mm-hmm. go. This first question is from Malik. Um, All right, guys. I'm wanting to start doing drag. My community is small, but there's a little bit of a scene. The only thing is, all the queens are pretty. I'm a hairy guy with a beard, and I want to start being a bearded queen. Everyone is being very discouraging, saying that no one wants to see that type of drag. I would love some advice from a Silver Lake icon. (laughs) So I guess this question is to you, Tony. You can take it too, girl. This well, is you let, you get a, get the ball rolling, girl. We're, 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 we're both drag queens here. Um, she wants to be a beer queen. Yeah. And and her her uh, her uh, neighborhood doesn't like that. Is that what she's saying? Her they seem to be into pretty queens, her and community. no one wants to see a bearded queen. Is what he's being told. Got it. Community wants pretty queens. Here's the thing: um, if this is coming from uh, your support base, uh, don't fucking care about them. Listen, here's what matters. Get a better support base. Here's what matters. If you want to venture into the world of drag, here's what you're going to have to realize. You're going to become annoying because you're going to want people to come to your shows. You're going to want people to support you. You're going to really batter your fucking friends and you're going to say, come see me at this amateur show. Come see me. Regardless of what type of drag you're trying to do, that's what you're going to do. And they're not going to want to do it, baby. You know, your friends aren't going to always want to go. So here's what matters. If a stranger likes what you do, Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Who mm-hmm. cares what your friends think or what your support system thinks? Listen, they're there to support you. If you fall down, like if you're on hard times, if you're depressed, they're not there to lift you up because you want to turn a hobby into a job. So this is what you have to do. This is up to you. Bearded queens are very in, baby. Be a bearded queen. Mm-hmm. But, Be a trendsetter. Yeah, but... You're not going to matter until a stranger says they love you. So mm. that's where you have to go, in my opinion, Lucy. 
Oh, I had to learn years ago not to depend on my friends to come to my gig. <laughs> like I remember as a DJ, do you remember when you would come and see me at cocktail when I would be DJing and I would be like, oh my God, you're here. And you'd be like, yeah, I come out. You were the only friend who would come out. <laughs> yeah, like, girl. Sometimes randomly I would get someone here or there, you know, but like for the most part, you can't depend on your friends. You've got to build a fan base, yes. you know? Yeah. And like the thing is with being, uh, a bearded queen in a small town, you know, I do know small towns, sometimes you got to drive a half hour to, you know, the neighboring town to go to that drag show. Yeah, girl. Like, don't, don't stay local. If that's the only scene that you've got, like, see what happens. Be an amazing performer. You could be that kind of performer in the show. So everybody's not just seeing all the pretty girls all the damn time. And also, I know a lot of pretty bearded queens. And trust like, me, listen, the thing is, too, is, like, p people don't know what they want until you show them something. So mm -hmm. if all they're seeing is pretty fucking uh, fishy bitches, that's all they're going to know. So throw a fucking wrench in there, bitch. Get your hairy-ass body out there. I'll beat it up and be fabulous. Who cares? Like, and, and here, I, I would be doing you an injustice if I didn't tell you this. Don't do drag. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Do hair. Do something. Do do a job that makes drag queens what they are. That's where you're going to make money. Because, listen, we all need hair. And we all need dresses. And we'll pay. Hair dresses. And we'll pay. Uh, well, so, not kinks, I guess. Lucky. No, but we do need, like, suits and props. <laughs> well, you, you, need, you need a good tailor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean... Unless you're like the frame of a general guy's frame, you know, like slim, not real hippie. Um, if you're not that body type, you're kind of screwed as far as men's wear. Because yeah. being short and round, it's very difficult to find things that are flattering on me <laughs> that are for men. Ah, <laughs> uh, king troubles. Hashtag king troubles. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck, Malik. Uh, this is from Anonymous. It says a cop moved in next door. What should I do? I'm a good time. So naturally, I fear cops. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. <laughs> oh my God. You know, there was a cop that lived next door to me my whole adolescent, like childhood and adolescence. Like it was, uh, but he luckily he was fat and very lazy. So there was really. Like, did you do shit right in front of him or were you just smart enough to go around him? I mean, look, we, I had like fucking. There was a lot of traffic coming through my neighborhood when I was a teenager girl. Like, she had a lot of people coming and going. She was busy socializing. So, <laughs> listen, I was invited to a wedding once, and um, they ruined it by telling me they sat me next to a goddamn cop at a wedding. So, I understand. <laughs> and I was doing blow because it was a wedding. You know what I mean? You do coke at wedding. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> But no, I get a girl. Move. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I don't, that would that would listen. I hear sirens on a regular basis and still get nervous. And I'm I'm doing it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would hope it was a cop that left their job at the job and when they came home chose not to give a fuck about what's going on i think if you're subtle enough you know they will overlook you uh but if you're a really loud and obnoxious girl 
maybe go introduce yourself to them and yeah. like bring them like a pie or something and be like hi i'm your neighbor you know and be really really, really friendly <laughs> yeah like really friendly where they like feel bad busting you <laughs> if you're a really noticeable good time then maybe you yeah. should worry but i mean if you can be a subtle good time like if you can keep uh your good times down by like midnight uh <laughs> on a wednesday then maybe you're okay uh good luck anonymous you could also keep an eye on their schedule you know like have a good time when they're on shift yeah stake them there you go figure it out start journaling <laughs> all uh, right okay let's go this next one is also from an anonymous um i wonder if it's the same anonymous there's a lot of people that are like, we don't want you to say my name <laughs> hey y'all i really like your show you all are very funny i think i might have a drinking problem i get pretty drunk almost every night I drink until I go to sleep and usually have my first of the day by 2 p.m. I'm ready to stop drinking, but I don't think I have a problem with weed. They are going to make me stop smoking weed, and I just don't think it's necessary. Drinking is my problem. It always has been. I started drinking way before weed. Weed would help me sleep on the nights when I tried not to drink. I know you all aren't experts, but I would like your, I would still <laughs> like your opinions. The show is easy to listen to. You all are cool. <laughs> Sounds to me like you also have a weed problem. <laughs> Said you. You of all people. I mean, <laughs> As you pick, you were totally about to pick up your weed just then. <laughs> like you went for the joke and the joint. <laughs> I was. I was. Listen, I'm willingly smoking indica because uh, that's what they sold me. I was just like, okay, <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing. Uh <laughs> I, I have a weed problem. Um, I mean, look, this this whole little paragraph to me just kind of thinks that maybe you should um, just try to get off of everything to start. <laughs> just at this point, look, look, if weed is not a problem, then fine. Stop it for a minute. <laughs> get yourself right with the booze. And then once you're good with the booze, uh, maybe ask yourself if you really should you know what i mean like i don't know i, th I think uh you know I, I would be more apt to drop one and have an easier time with that because i had the other you know like i think dropping the alcohol wouldn't be such a problem because i at least had weed is this you yeah <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> I stopped my drinking problem a few months ago. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that look, it's, it's, it's definitely something to, um, it's, it's commendable that you're realizing that you have a problem with drinking. Um, <clears throat> but I'm, I'm wondering how long it took you t to get to that. So, um, so, so I'm just saying. If weed isn't a problem, then it shouldn't be a problem stopping it just for a moment, just so you can get straight. But Lucy would say, dull the pain. <laughs> and, you know, your sleeping problems might be caffeine. You know, you might need to just, like, cut yourself off on the caffeine earlier in the day. And then that way you might have an easier time, you know, going to bed at night. Yeah, you might be old ladies like me and Lucy Black. 
<laughs> so really your problem might be caffeine and not alcohol yeah, if you, you might, think about it you might just be real old and you just can't deal with caffeine that's what it is another <laughs> drug i think you have a problem <laughs> and just try to you know maybe just start with pushing the alcohol back until you know start at like six o'clock oh you know? my god lucy no listen <laughs> no lucy lucy what are we doing lucy <laughs> <laughs> Don't I thought listen. we were role reversing we are, I thought you were giving good advice and I was giving bad we are definitely not experts <laughs> speak for yourself oh my god I'm I'm smoking like look at, how, look at how big this bag of fucking indica is girl that I'm gonna have to be look, look. I mean what else are you doing you're, you're a shut in at this point watching <laughs> Netflix all day and night what does it matter if it's indica or not I'm a <laughs> well, what does Sativa do? You make you want to talk on the phone to someone while you're watching stuff on Netflix? I have to do shows like this. I have to be coherent and able to speak. <laughs> anyway, um, this was fun. I like it when it's you and me. Yeah, girl, we're a good time. We are. I don't care what even the listeners think. We had a good time. We don't care about you. <laughs> um, Lucy, do you want to tell people what you're doing? Uh, I'm working. I'm working a lot. I have multiple video and photo projects that I'm having to do, and uh, I am working the terrible day job constantly, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, my next event is actually going to be on my birthday. Oh, when's that? It's April 28th, and Ooh. it's going to be a House of Burlesque uh, show. It's going to have uh, Lucy Stuhl, Tila Von Twirl, Ray Ray Sunshine, Willie LeCue, Hot Tadri, and I will be DJing. And we're going to actually do, it's going to be a lot of fun. For the latter half of the show, I'm going to pick the song the performer gets to perform to, and they have to improv not knowing what it's going to be. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I love a roulette girl. I, I love know, a, girl. It's I love be a, a good, good time, surprise. So. Um, <laughs> that's like days from now. Um, like a week, two, a week and a half. You're going to be uh, a 38 officially. Yeah, I'm going to join you, girl. Welcome, girl. I'm, out, I'm almost out. That's <laughs> nah, all right. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, the good news is that you'll always be older than me. I love how we just pass each other in the ages, too. It's like, you're like, hey, girl. I'm like, bye, girl. Um, and then we just high five. <laughs> <laughs> As I walk in and you walk out, girl. <laughs> okay, I'm depressed now. Let's stop talking about it. Now, suddenly, I'm going to pull the blackout curtains and turn on Netflix. Um, uh, listen. You were going to do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um hey listen guys i do get out of the house it's only the cross dress though um you can check me out oh god i just fucking got rid of it i'm so stupid um Start over. take two girl take two thanks girl thanks for that girl hold on hold on here we go uh, yeah, you can uh, catch me uh, on April 23rd, Monday, for Red to Filth. It is my reading competition where if you think that you're funny enough to read a complete stranger, I'll pay you $100. Um, so come on out to Precinct. Show starts at 10 p.m. Sign up is at like 9.45. And it's just me. Mossy's not doing it, so be gentle. Um, I told her she didn't have to. All she has to do is plug in my song. What's <laughs> And give a light to some comics. I was like, girl, take the Monday off. I got it. And then the first <laughs> month I did it and she wasn't there. I was like, where the hell's Mossy? <laughs> I'm very dependent of her. 
I'm trying to be more. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> you can uh, catch me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Venmo, at the Tony Soto Show. Um, I think that's it. I think we did a show. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we talked about some stuff. Until next week. Bye. 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 Bye.